name is the Prince. Stop whatever you're doing and listen to this. You know, sometimes it's just nothing to do at home. So now you can call me and Prince on the telephone. The inside scoop all the hip-hop scene. Just stop the number on your TV screen. It's my latest creation. Prince, you're bugging this mine. All right, it's eyes, and it's called the new rap hotline. So give us a call. The new line is kind of deaf. Dial one nine hundred nine zero nine deaf. Two dollars the first minute, thirty-five cents each additional minute. Yo, what's up? We're in WS. And we got our own ruthless hotline. We got things online about Compton that you ain't never heard before. Yo, give us a call today for a new message. Call 1-900-909-1000 and hear what NWA and their music is all about. Two dollars for the first minute and 45 cents each additional minute. Get your parents' permission. Call what? Ladies and gentlemen, it's now the time for the Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five MC. What's up, pals? Hey, hey, hey! What's going on over there, buddy? What's going cool? Uh, not too much. Fucking Skype tonight, I'm telling you. Oh, yeah? You're having some problems. It's just all kind of fucking uh, crackly and shit. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're, on, you're still on a little right, bit of we'll, delay. We'll push on. Well, we'll try. Really? <laughs> you know what I'm like? I'm like, a, I'm, like a, I'm like a Johnny delayed elbow drop. Oh, yeah, off the top rope, just... Uh, it's a mezzanine sleepover. <laughs> How's it going, folks? Yeah. Episode 80. Yeah, no, we're, we're too delayed. All right, it's a mezzanine sleepover. We're having problems with Skype, but we're going to see what happens here. I am your pal, at Slip with Five Eyes, or Sleep. At Megamix.com. Uh, you know what I think it is? I think the intro all fucks it up always. Yeah. It's good, and then you play the intro, and, and everything gets all real bad. Yeah, the intro fucking ruins it. Well, that's good. Every time we play music, it gets ruined, and we're going to play music today, so, you know. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, we're recording this the day that we're hoping to post it, so this is a, a rare occurrence in sleepover uh, folklore. For the second week in a row, by the way. We did that last week, too. Special treat for all you listeners. That was, that, that was on Monday night last week, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Fuck yeah, then I, oh, I, had to, I had to haul ass to hockey. Yeah, and you won that game, didn't you? Um, Was that... Well, did we win that game? Yeah, you won like no, 12... I, didn't you win like 12-7? Yes, we won 12-5. That's right. We won 12-5. There you go. And Cajun, Cajun Man got his first goal ever? He did. I parked my fucking ass right in front of the goalie. And, uh, you know, I don't even know what happened. I saw Cajun Man at the point. I'll let one go. All of a sudden, I look. There it is in the back of the net. Uh, the goalie to... to the goalie's credit, I don't think he was a goalie. Um, <laughs> the guy barely ever went down. Uh, the, the other team had the clock running at the start because they didn't have a goalie. So I think they just brought in someone who, you know, he wasn't very good. So we, we hung 12 on him. It was, uh, I was pointless. So there you go. <laughs> ah, you know, what, what was your you know what, cor- What was your course least, for? <laughs> it was pro- it was re- I wasn't, I wasn't on the ice. Um, for, well, the thing is, Corsi's all about shots, suppression and shot, 
and getting shots, right? Yep. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. But my plus minus was fucking great. So, like, I wasn't on the goal. I wasn't on the ice for a goal. So, against. Uh, so, there's a few things I want to chat about. First of all, I know you barely could hear the intro, but I've, I've got to say, nothing yeah. says gangster like getting your parents' permission to call the NWA hotline. Oh, I know. <laughs> hey, you know what? Speaking of NWA, if I can interject quickly. Yes. The best thing about NWA ever was uh, my friend uh, in, in, in junior high, Justin who has since passed on. Um, but he uh, he uh, once ordered a Compton hat from NWA's merch store, and they all they, he all paid for it and then never got the hat. Oh, yeah? That's fucking gangster. That's gangster right there. <laughs> it's all fucking 13-year-old. All doesn't get his Compton hat. Poor dude. Yep. Poor little guy. Yep. Just waiting <laughs> in the mail for Insane Vitell to get his fucking Compton hat. <laughs> it's true. It did uh, not. It never came. They should have called the hotline. They also were like, "We got to tell you what's going on in Compton." That's awesome. <laughs> you know, That's again, amazing. I could just see you sitting in in Winnipeg in Saint Vitale, being like, "I want to hear about what's happening in Compton." Well, you know, yeah, that I I've, I'd love to think about like for especially for the NWA hotline, like like did Jerry Heller like get them to like just record some basic stuff, and then and then how long did it how long did it last? Is what I want to know. Did they record multiple times, like messages that you can listen to? Well, I, you know, it's funny because there's actually I think four or five different uh, acts. There was an MC Hammer line, and it's all it's all the same. Like, call this number, forty five cents a minute. Get your parents' permission. Like, I think the same company just were like, let's sell rap hotline minutes. Yeah. So. Hey, refresh my memory. Did we ever? When we were we, back in, in high school days, like we called the Hulk Hogan hotline at somebody's house during a party, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Like, I don't think they knew. As a joke. Yeah, I don't think As they knew. So we all no. cost them money, put money on their parents' phone bill. So we could all call the Hulk Hogan hotline for no reason. Well, and that, uh, let's be let's be real. We weren't seriously interested in what the Hulkster had to say. We just wanted to, <laughs> yeah. we just wanted to crack a joke on our friend. Yeah, not in 1994. Anyway, I mean, <laughs> we want to. We, I wonder what ever happened with that. Who called the Hulk Hogan hotline? Because you know, it's with us. It's like it's not like we called like phone sex or something. No, we call Hulk Hogan hotline. Yeah, of course. Well, let's, all, call, let's call. Let's call 900 number. Hogs. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Now that's where uh, I didn't hear much with those intros because they were crackly. But I'll tell you, that's some solid content right there. Uh, so I figure we could talk about some stuff before we get into the main event. It is going to be a rap themed episode though. Yes, it is. Um, a very specific, uh, kind of rap and time period. But, uh, I do want to talk about some, some new stuff if that's okay beforehand. Oh, it's always okay. Seeing as we're, we've now recorded two weeks straight and we can be topical. Uh, yes, we can. so the first thing I want to talk about is, uh, I got to, uh, I got to talk to people today at work. I'm all, hey, yeah. everyone, something very interesting happened in the mall that I used to uh, grow up at. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm assuming you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yes. So some dude was walking around throwing jizz on people. Well, that that's the speculation. Is That's what it is. I like how the news articles are like unknown substance thrown on people. It was white and sticky. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? It's like, just say what it is. <laughs> it's some serious cum. Yeah, it's like, just... It's just... Ter that's terrible. Fucking save a tell. <laughs> God damn it. 
I just, I mean, what's 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 really there to say? But again, I was just like, that's our mall. That's 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 our yeah, you know. And again, it's like these uh, these things continue to happen, right? Well, you like, know, um, they they get a little soft with me back in uh, 1992 riding my bike through the mall with Dennis Penis. Yes, you know they don't deal with that, and look what happens. It just escalates. It's true. <laughs> it's true. I mean, you know, uh, no, you know, it's um, I these these gross old white dudes just doing gross things. It's disgusting, and uh, you know. Um, but yet we, you know, they're, 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 I'm glad to see this getting some, because uh, uh, we've seen some, we've seen some people in that mall, you know, that uh, causes causing problems. Really? Uh, oh yeah. There's there's been uh, a few things that we've seen, like in the last few months, people uh, ranting and raving to themselves, you know, uh, you know, running into doors because they're, you know, they're so frantic and it's obviously people with serious mental health issues but the mall that needs to fucking lock that shit up i'll tell you what it's funny because when i was describing it and i hadn't really read the story yet i was just saying this is this is what happened in the mall and someone i work was like what was it like did they have a bucket of it i was like that's a lot of savings (laughs) that is a lot like a fucking that take a long time (laughs) yeah like Keep it, like, kind of frozen, and then on thought, I would assume. I would imagine so, right? All just a collection? I don't but even the know. the fact that he had this vial of it. Well, yeah, right? I guess it could be worse. And then what? what's what's your goal? I don't understand. Like, when you're doing this, what's your end game here? It's like, I, they're going to like me? Yeah, I, I'm gonna, know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna spread it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make somebody pregnant. Like what? Why would you do it? Have you seen the picture of this dude? Yeah, I have. Fucking gross. <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> um, Fucking disgusting. Also in Winnipeg and everywhere across the NHL, <laughs> we have trade deadline coming up. Yeah, yeah, and the key part of it is the dead part of trade deadline. If you're Jets, <laughs> where because really nothing's gonna happen, and the team is dead. And they're done. There was a uh, story out in the Sun, I guess, not too long ago, where it was like <laughs> Drew Stafford wants to stay in Winnipeg, and I thought, well, yeah, they did sign him before and uh, UFA period the last time. Like, yep. again, he signed. He couldn't sign fast enough for them because they of offered a, a ridiculous contract. Why wouldn't he want to stay? Of course, he'd want to stay. <laughs> not a bad gig. <laughs> you're you're washed up. Uh, you might as well stay here. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I mean, here's my thing. Uh, if you're, you know, we've we've talked about the Jets a lot. I think this might be a little bit of a, a different, not a, a different take, but a fresher take. Is if you're a Jets fan, it's like what you have is the draft, and that's about it. <laughs> you can guarantee that the that the Jets are going to pick somewhere in that top twelve, right? So we're looking at some decent players usually, right? Yep. You know, um, and that's that's it. That's your that's your trade deadline day. Your that's your July first. That's your, uh, you know, Christmas and fucking Halloween and Easter and your birthday all wrapped up into one fucking day, draft day. Because that's all you're getting as a Jets fan. You're getting draft day and that's it. Because there's going to be nothing else. This team is draft and develop. That's a fucking, that's a, that's a hardcore like mantra that's not going to change. Because drafting, you know what, costs them no money <laughs> or very little money. Though I'm sure that, I'm sure that they're pissed off they have to send people to a different city. 
and all play for plane tickets <laughs> and like fucking bottled water and juice. They're probably all mad. <laughs> but that's it. Like, so enjoy the draft because that's going to be it. That's going to be your day as a Jets fan every year until this team relocates. <laughs> I like how you end that. Well, I mean, it's probably going to happen sometime. Hey, just take a look. We're entering an age of austerity in Manitoba. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. I didn't just know watch. that. Well, just, you know, it's it's happening. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. There's, there's not. So, you know, like, just be where, you know, just watch and, you know, see. I'm not guaranteeing anything, but I would not be surprised. You know, if uh, it won't be long until a lot of people are priced out as these tickets continue to climb. You know, last year we were looking at, you know, a high draft pick and some young players who were about to start with the team. And we were nice and excited. Yep. And now this year, I don't know what we're excited about. I don't know what there is looking at the future. Because no. the two the two best prospects are playing with the Moose and they're doing fine. But yep. there's no... There's no guarantee at this point that they're going to be lights out with the Jets. Like, they could just be guys. Like, yeah, no, Jack, they, they, there's a very good chance. Like, Jack Roslovic and Kyle Connor could both be fine NHL players, but they may not be top six. They just might I, not. I don't And There's a good chance they won't be. And that that Moose team is fucking abysmal again. Yep. And it doesn't, oh, yeah. you know, it doesn't... Uh, it's just not promising. And, and then aside from those two, what is there sitting out there? I think the only two players that are sitting outside of the moose right now that you'd have to be interested in at all are Tucker Pullman, who may not even be a Jet. He hasn't signed with the team. He's just been drafted by the team. If he sits for the rest of this year, he's gone. And I mean, yep. it's fucking end of February. I don't yep. know, man. Like The dude's no, just like, oh, I'm I'm only months away from freedom. I, and, and again, I don't even think that, that that's 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 a top solid prospect. But it's again, no, it's indicative, right? Yeah, and then the, yeah, and then the other one, of course, is Logan Stanley, who isn't playing because he's hurt and won't play for another three months. I mean, he can share. And who hasn't looked very? Who hasn't looked great? Well, what's he going to just share an insurance plan with fucking Myers? Like they're just going to be two tall guys that can't play anymore. <laughs> I guess we'll see. Again, remember this whole – I was listening today because uh, my son was in the car on the way home because he had karate. So he was like, can I play Pokemon Go? And I was like, yes. So I did – you know, I was listening to 1290. And I heard I heard Gary Lawless, you know, continue to highly tout prospects. By the way, guys that are on the team and have been playing all year are no longer prospects. No, they're not. That's they're not the in thing. the pipeline. They are on the team now. And they are tremendous players. And so that's great. But they are not prospects, and that prospect pool is getting fucking thinner and thinner. I know. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, I like that Austin Matthews is up to 30 goals, and I'm sure that that's nice and upsetting to Jets fans. Did this, that might be the biggest meltdown that happens is, is when Austin Matthews wins the Calder. Cause I mean, he's going to win it. (laughs) And people are going to be so fucking upset. And you know what? Maybe he won't deserve it, but I still think he's going to win it. And to a certain extent, I say maybe he won't deserve it, but, you know, if the Leafs make the playoffs, winning's got to matter a little bit. I think I'm not so sure that it does, but from what I've seen and from what I've kind of gleaned, 
Um, I think that uh, Austin Matthews is probably a bigger impact player on Toronto's team than Line is on the Jets. Speaking of winning, winning has to matter. Just on uh, out of hockey for a second into curling uh, at the yep. at the Scotties tournament this this past weekend or this yep. like last week. So they announced the All Stars. They have two All Star teams, so they pick four players for each of the All Star yep. teams, right? Yep. So two players out of the eight were from British Columbia. Who went? Uh-huh. Who went one and ten? Amazing! <laughs> How does that happen? Were they shooting out the lights or what? Well, their their percentages were good, but I mean that tells you a few things. One is, well, winning record doesn't matter, I guess, because Man- no. Manitoba, who went ten and one, and arguably were the best team. They didn't win, but they were arguably the best team all week. Yeah, didn't have a single person, I believe, in the. Uh, in the all-star teams and yeah beast and then yeah so the percentage is a thing but then how bad were the other two players on that team you wonder they must have been terrible like to go one in ten i, I just I think mean, obviously that one win was worth uh, two all-star spots because that's essentially what it is yeah that's crazy that one win had to be so great that that uh that that was it you know I, if i can twist it back to hockey for one second yep um you know i i would like jets fans to remember one thing though is that it's fine and great to have your player win a Calder Trophy, and that's fun. But, like, what has a Calder Trophy ever gotten, Winnipeg? <laughs> you know, really, like, they, there's two in the bank in this city over, over you know, 37 years. And it's really gotten this this city nothing, but the one guy got, you know, a trophy and some money. Well, there was a two Calder Trophies. There were two Coach of the Years, so we've got yep. that, too. So And one, uh, one King Clancy. Uh, King Clancy, and by the way, I counted it up last week, 19 playoff wins, ever. Nice. Ever. I'll tell you what, i tell you what, I mean, the Calder Trophy is nice um, for Patrick Laine. <laughs> it, it means some bonus money. I don't really, I don't really see what is the big deal, honestly, for, you know, and, and this goes for Toronto fans too, because they're part of this, getting all riled up. Jets fans probably a little bit more because it's just a little sadder here, you know, just a little <laughs> bit more sad. Um, I just don't see why it's, you know, such a big deal. I do. I mean, it's because what else, what else do you have a chance of winning? Like when you don't win anything, then, it, then little baby trophies mean something, right? I guess so. I, yeah, well, yeah, I, 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 we're being facetious on this. I'm, I mean, clearly it's something to cling to, you know? I mean, Calder trophies is is is. is I, I think you would much rather kind of maybe have some success on the ice. I've seen I've seen Jets fans online, and we're talking about you know the true original super fans. Uh, yes, out there saying like, you know what? I'd rather see I'd rather see Liney score like forty or fifty and win the Calder Trophy than uh, than have playoffs this year. And it's like, well, you don't understand what things what hockey's about then. <laughs> exactly. Like you have no idea then. You don't want no, it's, you don't want the team to do well. Like isn't that the fucking point? What they want is they want to be able to look at the stats in like a year and be like, "Yep, our guy, look at him right up there." Just it's a, like when you get your little when you get your little stats book, you can open it up and be like, "Look at that." And then feel all proud cuz that's literally what you have as a fan of these two Jets teams. Is that's it. That's what you have. That's what you've had this whole time. It's like, oh, this guy that year, he scored 76 goals. And that was really cool. And that's what you have because you have nothing else. (laughs) You have nothing else. And it's – 
it's just it's 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 sad and it's uh frustrating if you are interested in 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 real things like improvement and uh you know wins and uh you know building something you know what would be amazing Patrick Line is great but a player like him is not going to carry your team for 10 15 years it's a scoring winger it's a great compliment a great guy to build around but these guys are not getting any younger and uh it's great that he has this kind of season now but every year that goes by where they continue to languish it's going to mean nothing for the career of the of a player like this. You know what they should do if he wins a Calder Trophy is they should sell fucking hats and t-shirts like when the team makes the playoffs and it's like Stanley Cup playoffs special hat. Yeah. The Liney Calder Trophy special hat. They should throw a fucking parade because <laughs> I'm serious. It, it, it might be the only chance <laughs> it's for individual awards. It, it might. That might be it. Um, I would love I, – I mean – in my my heart tells me it's like that'd be great for that kid that's great you know i i think i I like this player um i wish the best for this player so it'd be nice for him to win a trophy but you know part of me is like man i hope he doesn't win it i just i want to see the meltdown i'm sorry but i think i mentioned this i i don't know i mean a while back again going back to twitter comments but i said you know jets fans you know when you went when you went to like elementary school and there was the kid that you would like people would tease because the, the fit that he would pitch would be so epic. And that's, that's why you do it. That's what Jets, that's what Jets fans are. You just, you just want to see them get super upset because it's kind of entertaining. It is. I do. I do agree. 100%. It, it has definitely been a kind of um, entertaining six years in, in all of this because, um, it was fun to watch a Jets fans promise that they would, you know, make this team better than they would be in Atlanta. And they haven't, that's fantastic. <laughs> um, it's been, it's been great to see um, the, 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 the ludicrous um, fandom around a general manager. I, I just, I just, it's inconceivable to me. Um, this used to be a city where it was like, you hold those fucking feet to the fire because you know, um, you know, the, 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 this guy should be working for us. And, and, and doing, and, you know, making moves and, 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 and drafting and, 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 ma- and doing signings on behalf of, of not just the owner, but also the fan base. And it just does, it just hasn't. And it's been, it, it's been very fun to watch people just fucking sell out so big. <laughs> like just sell out just because it's like, I, I like, I, I, I believe in this and I, I, I don't want to seem like I'm not a fan so bad. That you can't like just go. All right, you know enough of this guy because <laughs> it's just it's just bad. So it's been it's been kind of fun in that way watching. You know who I you know you kind of thought this would be like kind of a tailor made kind of place for some smart hockey you know uh, fans to to kind of be able to uh, you know do some interesting things and and uh, and and kind of have a, a perspective that you haven't seen from let's say an expansion market right. It's like you got people who are smart and willing to, you know, we're not going to put up with shit, but here we are putting up with shit and fucking listening to, you know, whatever talking head is saying, whatever. I was reading the book um, the first season. I got it for Christmas one year yep. and it goes game by game. And I found the game where, where Pavlik all called the team out and they put the quote in the book. And I'm just like, guys, this shit's in a fucking book. This is how this guy being a bad teammate, but yet people still love it. I'm like, come on. Everything is just 
it's perfect. And this is the perfect situation for like people to actually be like smart and funny and, you know, proactive as fans. And it's just, it's, it's such a waste. They're just bootlickers. That's all it is. Well, yeah, because then it's like this other time I get all talked about. It's like how, what a bad person I am. I'm like what? I'm a fucking sports fan and this is funny. Let's come on. Let's get on this. Let's make fun of this fucking GM. Let's get this guy out of town for God's sakes. Like we cool, he's terrible. Let's run him out of town. It's not happening. I don't know why. Why? <laughs> what happened in this city? I don't know. <laughs> Fuck. Look at you melting down. This city used to be fun. I'm serious. The sports fans in this city, well, they're still fun with the Bombers. To but, an you extent. You know, again, it's that creeping fear, right? Well, I mean, it's the Bombers, yeah, well, the Bombers haven't left us before. We haven't been fucking punished, and... We don't have yeah. the threat looming over us, right? So we That's can... right. Gary Bett, no, the commissioner of the CFL didn't uh, didn't uh, uh, threaten punishment <laughs> if you didn't sell the building out. <laughs> and we all know that Big Daddy Gary has got these Jets fans cowering in a corner. Uh, all right. Rap tracks? Anyway. <laughs> Is that what we're talking yeah. about today? We're talking rap tracks. If, uh, so let's give some background here. So in the uh, late 90s, Polytel, which is a um, was a subsidiary of Polygram in Canada, put out a series over the course of two and a half years. Uh-huh. Um, a series of uh, not just cassette tapes; there were CDs as well, uh, called Rap Tracks with two X's, and it was um, a compilation. We'll we'll go with tapes because I had the tapes. Okay. What about you? Uh, I had. I'm trying to think if I had the actual tapes or if I taped them off people. I certainly had the first two. Yes. Then in the middle, in the mid nineties, maybe even later part of the nineties, uh, I grabbed them on CD. And at that point I had all of them except for five, which I didn't know existed until you told me as part of setting this up. Ah, excellent. But I had rap tracks one and rap tracks two. I would, I would say those were. Uh, the first rap tapes that I ever owned. So, did you uh, happen to get any of any of the ones that you purchased at uh, HMV that is now uh, closing? Uh, I don't believe. No, no, no. When I got the CDs, I would have gotten them used somewhere. Yeah. I, no original tapes, though. Uh, yes, but no, I did not. Uh, I did not buy any of that at HMV, which is going to be no more. That's right. Uh, closing up. Yeah. But they're terrible sales, by the way. They're just not even good. I've been in there like four times. I'm like, come on. Give me some fucking deals. Anyway, um, I would like to read something to our listeners here because this is the uh, on the uh, on the inlay of the uh, original rap tracks. The first rap tracks came out in 1989. Yep, uh, in Canada only. So this is a very um, a very ca- a Canadian centric in terms of the, uh, the 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 label, not the artists at all. But um, here's here's what it says on the inside of the first one, and I'm and then. Uh, get started in reviewing each one because that's that's what we're doing on this show. All right. So here's what it said on the inside uh, sleeve of rap tracks. Oh shit, my fucking iPad went. Uh, oh, here we go. Rap has become the music parents just don't understand. <laughs> in the same way that rock and roll disturbed the ears of and good old fashioned ways of our grandparents. The fact is, rap music is the rock and roll of today. Rap in '89 means big business with millions of dollars being spent on rap by consumers on. Ma- by consumers on major artists in the field such as DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, LL Cool J, Run DMC, Houdini, Salt and Peppa, Public Enemy, Tone Loke, and many more. By the way, they've basically listed the whole every artist on this tape. <laughs> Rap emerges as one 
most primitive and vital forms of expression in the 80s. All right. Um, is there anything else here? Let's see. Um, nah, it's kind of boring. Here we go. Um, one of Grapp's greatest attributes that is partly responsible for pushing back the disco boom and has single-handedly challenged the acceptable face of verse-chorus formulated songwriting and is totally opposed to the prevailing sex, drugs, and drink values. What? <laughs> Rap is the bravest music committed to pre-recorded media. Rap is youth music, your music, so don't let tradition dictate your musical taste. Destined to rock in 1989. Oh my god. There you go. <laughs> well, and I mean, the music on these albums is totally fucking revolutionary, groundbreaking, <laughs> deals with such taboo topics as what? Busting moves? Fighting for your right? <laughs> yeah. uh, taking taking a buffalo stance? So I get, uh, you know, I, that makes total yeah. sense to me. And when you ads for ads for horror movies, yes. Essentially. And when you and we're gonna play, we're gonna play some of uh, clips from some of the tracks here. But for those of you that don't know what's on rap tracks, we are not. We're we're talking about like the poppiest of pop rap. We are talking about the top forty. So these are yes. all. There is not much on here that you you know, even just as a music fan who's listened to music would not recognize, even if you're not a fan of rap, because this is the pop rap. This isn't underground. This isn't no. gangster. No. Uh, this isn't, I, you know, it's, it's not really anything like classic or old school. I guess they call it old school now, but this there, is... There's a few. This is pop music. Almost all yeah, of it there, is pop music. I, there are a few artists you'll come across. I mean, you know, when you're talking things like Run DMC or... Or um, or Eric B and Rakim, like you, there's going to be some, there's some quality on these. Don't get me wrong, but yes, for the most part, this is pop rap, and uh, it is it is uh, legendary. So you had rap tracks one, I had rap tracks one. This was the uh, the first one, um, and uh, it it uh, how do we want to do this? I mean, it kicks off in a big way. Well, I'm gonna hold on here because I I actually have just one big list of all the songs, but I've just opened up a. Uh... A YouTube video that has the back of Rap Tracks, tracks One on it. So, uh, oh, excellent. So now I know what to play. Uh, so this That'll is be easier. Yeah. So uh, we start off with this, I believe. Yep. Let's do it. <laughs> so, so some, here's Tone Loke. Tone Loke, who apparently was, again, could have. Like he's from Compton, right? Yes. I think he's from Compton and, and and talks about how he could have gone into like, you know, whatever, drug dealing and crime and etc., but instead yep. he went and did wild thing. Yes, and remember what I just read is that rap apparently is opposed to prevailing sex. Uh, this song is about sex exclusively. <laughs> As is his next big hit that we'll see later on. Um, one thing that was funny about a lot of the rap around this time is that uh, there was lots of lyrics about how great you were, which was awesome. But yes. but there was also songs like this one where it was like, let's rap about a topic in a humorous manner by telling stories. Yes. So in this case, for example, uh, in one of the scenarios, he meets a girl who is a prostitute. Yes, and uh, needs fifty dollars to make him holler. Now he does. He does not. Unfortunately, I don't believe he meets anybody where they. Uh, you know, he finds out they have a cock or anything like that. No, that comes in his next big hit. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. Which we'll talk about in, I believe, rap tracks too. Yes. Um, yes. Tone Loke. Uh, I had Loked after dark, 
Um, I don't think I listened to any of it other than the wild thing and, and the next track that we'll listen to later. Yes. Well, Funky Cold Medina. I was going to say, wait, don't say it because, you know, you'll spoil it. I don't want to spoil it. Funky Cold Medina. I don't think I listened to anything else. Well, there's a song called Chiba Chiba. So, again, no songs about drugs. No, nope, no, not at all. But anyway, um, Wild Thing, of course, is built around um, a, a hook. Uh, is that Jamie's Cry? Is it? Right? Is that that's that the right one? Yeah. I don't know. Let me see. Rap, song, samples. There's a, there's sites that do this. Who sampled? Yeah. I'm going to who sampled. So bear with me, everybody. Here we go. Wild. That's yeah, Jamie's Crying by Van Halen. Even the little drum beat. Even the little like opening drum roll. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Absolutely. Co-written by uh, by Marvin Young. So you got some Young MC. Uh, flavor in this song as well well yeah i mean that's where you get the goofiness from all right we also have this on the album excellent yes this song is interesting for a number of reasons uh basically he only tells two stories right like he yes like by the way i don't think i'm just looking here oh here we go I'm just going to click on it. I want to see what the, the sample's from. Okay. Uh, apparently, the sample is Won't You Be My Friend by Peter Frampton. Nice. And I Can't Stop by John Davis and the Monster Orchestra. Now, it's it's about, again, obviously, the generation gap. How, yeah. <laughs> how Gen X, uh, Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince, his parents, who are boomers, don't understand his situation. And he right. and he tells you how this difference uh, exists with two stories. Yeah. Story number one is he gets taken to the mall to buy clothes for school, and his mom wants him to buy geek clothes, and he wants to buy cool things. That's right. So, for example, he doesn't want to buy bell-bottomed ready brunch trousers <laughs> or double knit <laughs> reversible slacks. Yeah, in 1988. I wonder what his what Fresh Prince's mom was thinking. But yeah. <laughs> again. Again, I mean, the Fresh Prince is a little bit older, so maybe, you know, he's a little older than us. Yes. Well, by, by quite a few years, I think. So, again, when I was listening to this, I didn't get any of the references. Uh, then the other thing was, in the second part, his parents, oh, his parents go away, <laughs> so he fucking takes the car. And he doesn't have a license. The brand new Porsche. The brand new Porsche, and so he takes it out joyriding. And picks up a runaway underage girl. Yep. And and they're like, and he's like, parents just don't get it. You know, they don't get it at all. And but <laughs> they what's don't even get how I need to steal a car? What's even more interesting is as as he raps when his parents do come and pick him up and they're driving home, they beat him. <laughs> <laughs> they beat him in the car. Yes, they do. One what? would drive and the other one would wail on the wail on. Yeah. yeah. And that's and that's supposed to be funny. Like his parents beat the shit out of him. <laughs> the same amount of time or place, right? Yeah. I mean, um, my my takeaway from this from this song is it's two bad stories. It's not a bad little jam. Um, and I I gotta say I do enjoy that uh, that in the name of their group the DJ is listed first. It's awesome. There's there were quite a few ones, and there were oh no you're not that's not true because in the next thing I'm gonna play here. Uh, the DJ in the early days of rap, in the early days of hip hop, it was always the DJ was the focal point back in like the early 80s, right? Like the DJ was it. 
and then the MCs kind of took over the game, right? So it's not, this is a this is a breath of fresh air in 1988. Well, here's a case where the MC gets listed first. Yes. Right about now, <laughs> you're about to be possessed by the sounds of MC Rawface and DJ Easy Rock. Hit it. Not the hit it. Uh, so this is It Takes Two by Raw Bass and DJ EZ Rock, or in Canada, EZ Rock. Yes. <laughs> um, we saw these guys do this song. We did. At the, at the show that apparently never happened. <laughs> did you know that there is another 90s tour happening and it's coming to Winnipeg? Yes, I saw that. I think Kid Tetris hit me to it. There is a lot on that bill. Like a fucking lot. I yeah. I know. Uh, this song contains samples from uh, Think About It by Lynn Collins and Space Dust by Galactic Force Band. And I don't know what that is. And now I have to hear it. Of course. That's uh, the best part about this, uh, about about listening to um, Hip Hop Tracks is finding the samples. All right. Hang tight, hang tight. Talk about this for a second. I'm going to try to find this uh, fucking track. Uh, okay. So Rob Bass and DJ Z Rock, uh, we saw them... Um, I can't remember them, but again, I think we've talked about this before. I know we have, but I'll, I'll reiterate the story again. We went to a show at uh, multi-purpose room at the, at the University of Manitoba in and around 2000, 2001. I think it was 2000. And we went, and it was Rob Bass and DJ Z Rock and Tone Loke and Young MC. And I swear to fucking God, I can't find proof that this show ever happened anywhere. But we know it it's happened. Almost like. Because a song that was monumental in our road trip mixes was discovered at this show. Yeah, Young MC played a song called Lingerie that we had no idea existed off his 1997 album, uh, Return of the One Hit Wonder. Um, we had no idea the song existed. We had no idea what it was. This was kind of like early Napster, and I ended up tracking down the song. But like I said, <coughs> I know the show happened. We were there. Uh, Young MC did a whole fuck Calgary thing, did he? Or who was that? Was that Tone Loke? That was Tone Loke. Tone Loke did a whole fuck Calgary thing because uh, they had played in Calgary, I guess. But I've looked online. I can't find proof that this show ever happened. So maybe we entered a wormhole <laughs> where we were at a show where it was just us. Well, and these artists playing just you, for us. If we had an if you had an opportunity to enter a wormhole, taking us through space and time, we would definitely pick going to the U of M to see a washed up Young MC, Tone Loke, and Rob yeah. Bass and DJ Z Rock. That probably took us into an alternate dimension. All right, uh, Galactic Force Band Space Dust. Let's. Uh, I just want to hear take this. A look. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> There's the sample. Like, I hope it's just this for two minutes. That'd be Whoa. great. Let me give it a little scrub. Scrub. It is. Ah, awesome. Well, that's the sample. Well, that's disappointing. All right. That is disappointing. Um, so yeah, so it's a it's a it's a trifecta of of, of hits right out of the gate uh, right. on rap tracks. Not a bad start. All right. Uh, I won't go through everything, but I'm going to play. I'll play the next one. Okay. Oh, make it four. So this is LL Cool J. Going back to Cali. Going back to Cali. Which, when I was younger, I thought Cali was a person. <laughs> you know. Not smart enough to be like, oh, it's a fucking state. 
Uh, this uh, song is off his uh, LL Cool J's album, Walking with the Panther. <laughs> great title. What a great title. Um, the song is good. It's got the wailing trumpet and the, so much record scratching. It's awesome. But like really rudimentary scratching. Like not like nimble scratching, but like big heavy fucking But one of the stronger tracks on this album, I believe. Uh, we also have this one. Where are you? Now this one inspired a bunch of fucking Saint Vitale boys to do the world's stupidest, stupidest fucking dance ever. Yep. Well, what was it? You would basically, you would. Was there a name of this fucking move? I hope you know what I'm talking about. You oh, must have done the, it. It was the push it. <laughs> it was just the push it. And how did you execute the push it? Well, you were kind of like you'd be um, your legs kind of straddled, your your ass like right near the ground, your arms behind you, and then you would kind of like switch arms out in front of you while pushing it. I don't know. How do you explain that? Uh, I did that fucking dance a whole lot. Yeah, I fucking uh, Norbury dances and. Oh yeah. This would have made you fucking cock of the walk. <laughs> it was one of the easier dance moves to do. Uh, we also had uh, where is it here? We had this. Oh fuck. I thought this was in alphabetical order, but it isn't. All right, we'll enjoy this while I try to find. I'm trying to find some Run DMC. Oh yes. Because we have walked this way. A classic. Uh, but uh, I can't find it all that quickly, so maybe you didn't give it to me, jerk. I, I gave no you all the tracks on the Dropbox. All right. Um, there is one though. There is one track on here that. Uh, wasn't by a group that had a lot of uh, a lot of hits. In fact, I don't even think this song is a hit, but I fucking love it and I have to play it. All right. Bedtime, boys. Yes. This is fucking fantastic. Well, this is some novelty rap. So this is Morse Minor and the Majors doing basically uh, an, um, a Weird Al <laughs> knockoff of No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Yes. Called so no. It's a, it's a parody rap song. No sleep at bedtime. Yeah, it's but, called the stutter rap. No sleep till bedtime. Yeah, and it's about um. Well, here we go. Nice. From the age of na 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 thirteen. You know, I don't uh, think that this would fly today. No, no, it's uh, it's it's not very good. This uh, this group, Morris Minor and the Majors, um, recorded a grand total of five songs over the course of their short career. <laughs> this being one of them, they had three singles with five songs. Well, you know, different versions of one song, but you know, five songs. Um, they were a comedy troupe in in Britain, so we would have no idea who they are. We have this. Um, this is a journey into sound. Oh, classic. <coughs> I got one more after this, unless you want me to play something. But this is No, Eric... no, I'm good. This is Eric B. and Rakeem. This is a classic. Yeah, so some paid in full. So here's where we get a little bit more, like... I mean, I guess everything on here is this legit, is but... This is kind well, of, uh, kind. you know, seen as a, a classic, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. New dimension, new value. On Discogs, they say that this version is the Cold Cut remix, but I, I don't know. It says it on the back of the uh, album here. Yeah the, yeah, the Cold Cut Remix. Oh, perfect. Well, I'm going to adjust my, uh, I'm gonna adjust my iTunes. 
Pump up the volume, pump up the volume. <laughs> Little Mars for you there? And, uh, of course, one more here. <laughs> so some Beastie Boys fight for your right. Another one, like Beastie Boys, kind of one of the first breakout rap groups. Crossover, so right? So it's, uh, the, the, the proper title is, uh, open parenthesis, you gotta, close parenthesis, fight for your right, open parenthesis, two party, exclamation point, close parenthesis. Except on the back of Rap Tracks 1, where it's just, fight for fight your right. Fight for your right. I had this tape, uh, I remember going to Mini University, and putting this on the old Walkman, and walking around with my fucking Minnesota Twins painter's cap on backwards, like I'm all the master G. Well, at Mini University, did they give you a fluorescent shirt? What 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 uh, fluorescent color, what color did you get? I, I don't remember what color I had. Uh, all right, so that's Rap Tracks one, and I so was all about, I was all about the ladies when I was at Mini University. <laughs> fuck. So Rap Tracks one, of course, was such a wild success that very quickly yes. they released Rap Tracks two, the sequel. Rap Tracks dose, and uh, we yeah. started we started Rap Tracks two off with with with. Fuck, where is it? Where is it? I know it's a this classic. Is, I know it's riveting. Oh, I see principal. You can find office. it anywhere. Like this? Bossy. Yes. So uh young MC, by the way, off of Stone Cold Ryman, and when we went to this show that apparently didn't happen, this yeah. was the only tune from the fucking uh album that he did. I know. Which is like terribly disappointing. Ryman is a solid, solid effort. Well, what do you go to see Young MC for? He's like, you know what? I'm going to just hit him with the new stuff. Why? It's like, I want to hear I Come Off. I want to hear Bust a Move, Principal's Office. Maybe a little bit of Pick Up the Pace. You know? It's just like, you know what you are. You, yeah. You fucking had an album called Return of the One Hit Wonder. Yeah. And he had more than one hit, so it was easy. I know, right? <laughs> Uh, there Jesus. are there are a few samples for this one. Found a child by Ball and Jack. Yeah, uh, good old Ball and Jack. Scorpio by Dennis Coffey and the Detroit Guitar Band. Daytime Hustler by Bette Midler. Nice. And ra- Radioactivity by Royal Cash. All wrapped up into this fucking sexy song about Mac and ladies. Now, does um does Flea play bass on Bust a Move? I believe he does. Really? Definitely on Principal's Office. Though. I didn't know that. He definitely plays on Principal's Office, but let me let me just check this because it's uh, it's important to know. Yes, our listeners uh, are like, well, now you have to confirm it, right? What songs by Young MC on Stone Cold Rhyming did uh, did Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers play bass on? <laughs> and I'm gonna check it right here. Let's see what we got. Uh, well, this doesn't give me anything here at all. <laughs> Fucking discogs, you know? God damn it. All anyway. Right. Well, in the meantime, um, I'm going to skip over Buffalo Stance because we played that uh, on a recent show. But Buffalo and, Stance... And you know, it's a tremendous song. It is. And uh, yeah, so it's definitely on the album. I, I, here's another one. And this is one you were teasing earlier. That's teasing, yeah. By the way, somebody uh, either, you know, sample-wise... <laughs> Either sample wise or in Tone Lopes group, made some good money off of doing some. <laughs> I wanted to mention that before because I remember you once being like, "That would be the best job to be the guy who does does all the heavy breathing on Tone Lopes and Young MC's songs." 
<laughs> now, by the way, there's quite a bit. Uh, there's actually quite a bit of crossover in terms of artists between Rap Tracks, tracks One and Rap Tracks Two. Oh yeah. So we also have this. Come on, joy. Bump, bump, bump it up. Hey. Come on, come on, here we go. Nice. I would say that this. I like this song better than uh, It Takes Two. It is a better song, yes. Um, and it's about good times and sad times. Yeah. And that's it, right? Not much else. Uh, another cro- that, that is that is what it is. You know, it's funny. These songs, Rob Bass and DJ, DJ Easy Rock, I have really nothing to say. Except we saw them. <laughs> that's it. Uh, here's another one that's on both albums. Oh, you know. <laughs> what do you want to say? This this might be one of the one of the top ten worst hip hop songs ever recorded. It has to be. It's basically just an advertisement for for fucking Freddy movies. Yeah, it's terrible. It's a bad song. The music's shit. It's got a terrible Freddy voice, and the story is bad. And it's just too bad. Now I have, by the way, uh, he- hearing his lyrics right there, I have to mention. Uh, there was some controversy at the time because there was quite the liberal use of the words damn and hell at this point. Yeah. Like, this is kind of, you know, as a child, my first realization, well, I mean, I kind of knew that there was a hierarchy to swear words. Yep. But this was the first time where I'd regularly heard damn and hell in, in songs. And I was like, wow, like, I guess we've gone there. <laughs> I guess so. I my my I remember the first time I, I mean I said shit when I was five and I got in trouble. Uh-huh. My son's five hasn't said it yet, but the other day we're playing Lego Star Wars, and I let the biggest fucking shit. I was all oh shit. <laughs> when Al when Al couldn't when Al couldn't do a good jump for some extra studs. Uh, and then I'm all oh, I mean I, and then I'm all oh shoot Al trying to make it seem like he just misheard me. Yeah, and he didn't. <laughs> Uh, oh, it's not yes. that long. It won't be that long, brother. <laughs> it won't be that long. Uh, we have some uh, I'm That Type of Guy by LL Cool J is on yep. this. Uh, we have some cool Modi on this album. Yep. Uh, we have this. Some... <laughs> ah, Run DMC. Who chose the Run DMC songs to put on this on these first two? I mean, I, I get Walk This Way, but come on, Mary Mary. <laughs> Fucking weak. And, you know, they're, they're pulling from all different time periods, too, right? Like, they're going, they go back to, like, 1985 at some points. They can step from 1989. They're jumping all over the place. I just want, I, I'd love to be behind the scenes at, at Polly Tell being like, all right. What songs are we going to use for rap tracks? I swear to God, I'm like, missing... put Mary Mary on there? I, I, I have to be missing some tracks because I'm, I'm looking over my list here and I'm trying to find children's story and I don't have it. Yeah. Highly disappointing. This also had children's story by Slick Rick on it. Yes, yes. And then, it, so what we haven't... Uh, Boogie Down Productions had my philosophy, a solid track. We had Say No Go by De La Soul, which is okay. Um, and then yeah, children's story. Then it ended with Salt and Pepper doing "Shake Your Thing," <laughs> do what you wanna do, and uh, that ends Rap Tracks Dose. Rap Tracks Two. Uh, so then Rap Tracks Three came out, and this uh, is a oh, oh, hold on. we're into 1990. Now, uh, you know, we get uh, there is still some crossover with some artists, but uh, we start getting some uh, Canadian content finally. 
Yes. In here, and uh, here we go. This is a throwdown, a showdown. Hell no, I can't slow down. It's gonna go. Oh, it just wow. That's quite the edit. Yeah. All right. They go right into it. This jam is amplified, so just glide, glide, and let the backbone slide. And Polytel was just dying for some uh, Canadian rapper to do something. Yes. This, of and course, in is... 1990, he did. <coughs> oh, and you knew, right? Like maybe he looked at it and was like, "This could be a gold mine for me to get onto the rap tracks album." Like, do you oh, think? Yeah. Do you think that there was a big celebration amongst Maestro's posse when he's like, "Guys, we're we're going to be on Rap Tracks 3. Well, you know, it got Maestro into the HMV in fucking suburban Winnipeg. So, <laughs> good for him. We also had this. He was in there already. It didn't matter. Because you watch much music that all Maestro and anytime there's Rap City, you had to have Maestro on there at least once a show. What? Nine o'clock. Nine o'clock! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, uh, principal's office. So, Young MC rapping about uh, bad times at school. And a pretty clever song. Yeah, it's not that bad. Uh, of course, uh, we played the uh, the sample to this on one of our previous episodes. Yes, we did. We've played this song, but at least this might be the third or fourth time it's been this this song has been played on the sleepover. Uh, I will. This one song I'm not too familiar with, but I have to play it. Welcome to Sky Pager. <laughs> uh, beepers. Beepers. <laughs> beepers. I remember this. They're mixed a lot. Beepers. So, <laughs> why don't you tell everybody what a beeper is? Beepers. Well, folks, uh, back in the day when there were before cell phones. Um, people had uh, beepers, pagers. You wear it on your belt, and when you got a phone call, it would beep and tell you uh, to go phone and get your messages. So you want to call somebody back. So if you were a rich business person or a drug dealer, you would have a beeper. Exactly. Th- that's basically what it was for. That's it. Uh, let's see. We have uh, some more DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. They're just like, you know what? We need to grab another song. Oh, God. This, 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 one's, this one's a doozy. Uh, and again, trying to find it, trying to find it. Nope. I don't know what to tell well, you. I think I could beat Mike Tyson. It sure is. And oh, wait. Here we go. Song off their second album. I did find it. Nice. So it's about boxing Mike Tyson, the Fresh Prince. Challenges yes. Mike Tyson to a boxing match. Mike Tyson pre Buster Douglas. Yes. And uh, pre all the other shit with him. And then he goes yep. into the boxing match and he loses because he's the Fresh Prince. Because he's skinny. Uh, it's I, it's funny, I guess. Oh. It's not a bad little ditty. But come on. This is off their second album, And in This Corner, which had a song <laughs> about meeting cannibals and getting cooked in a pot. And a song about a girly having a mustache. So. Wasn't that the name of the song? Girlie had a mustache. Jesus yep. Christ. <laughs> That's fucked up. Uh, let's see. We also had uh, more Beastie Boys. Yep. Did we not? We had Hey Ladies. Yeah, they're going back five years to grab tracks for rap tracks. And uh, we also had uh, the first appearance of Digital Underground. Yes. On this one with some Do What You Like. Here we go. I think. Yeah. Nice. This is buried. Track 11 out of 12. Yeah, it really is. Uh, 
I, I, I don't recall this. I, I can't even remember this being on Rat Tracks 3. Uh, it obviously was, but again, it just kind of went over my head. <laughs> I didn't get into Digital Underground for a few more months, I guess. Well, yeah, 1990, that might have been a little too early for you to be into them. Probably. Uh, we also had a song called Pump It Hottie by Redhead Kingpin and the FBI. Yes. That's how we close things off. I don't know anything about that song or that group. No. Um, okay, so let, let's go. Let's just quickly, well, let's add a little uh, thing in here. So Rap Tracks, I'd say, was a, was a solid, uh, a solid uh, compilation. Rap Tracks 2, not, not quite as good. This one, not a, very, not, not a, great, not a great album. No, it's hit and miss for sure. Absolutely. Well, some, uh, you know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with somebody for me by Heavy D and the Boys. <laughs> but uh, and I I do like the uh, Street Tough by Rebel MC and Double Trouble. That's 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 one of my uh, one of my uh, uh, sleeper songs on this album. But other than that, it's pretty uh, outside of the the one two punch at the start. It, it, it does go flat. So then we go to a new album and things get pretty good at the start. American firma Transceptor Technology. Приступила к производству компьютеров персональный спутник. Yes. So now this is interesting. This is this is Rap Tracks 4, but it is subtitled Rap in House. Rap in House. Yeah. Um and looking over the tracks on here, I'm seeing one house track. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Technotronic song on here. Uh, yes, I don't, pump up the jam is on here. Yeah, uh, aside from that, I'm not really seeing anything on here that would tell me that there's other house things. So why it's called rap and house? Is a dance track. I guess so, but it's rap. Dirty cash money talks is a, is a is a dance, <gasps> kind of. It's not really a rap song, and there's uh, well we'll we'll get to French Kiss in a little bit. All right. So um, so we start with the power by Snap, uh, a, a, a tremendous track. And uh, it also uh, it also was the influ or the influence the uh, the inspiration behind a really bad joke when I was a kid, where people were like, "Oh, it's like you're uh, it's like if you're wearing a diaper and you keep shitting. It's getting it's getting it's getting kind of heavy." <laughs> you know, twelve year olds. We were pretty fucking witty. Amazing. I know, right? Amazing. Uh, yeah. But a pretty damn good song. Yeah. Uh, we also had some more digital underground. Oh yeah. They get above the fold uh, uh, presentation here, and we have a song with another song with uh, suggestive lyrics. Oh yeah, you know, talking about sixty nines and humping at Burger King. Yeah, oh, yeah. I fucking love the Humpty Dance. I'll tell you. And this, of course, is the song that Digital Underground is is best known. Well, and they reference the song that was in the uh, last rap tracks. They reference "Do What You Like." They do. If you, I sang on to what you like, and if you missed it, I'm the one that said just grabbing the biscuits. There you go. Uh, we had this. I'm glad that this showed up here. Nice. So this is Just a Friend by Biz Marquee. Nice. Dude can't sing for shit. No, and that's Bismarck's uh, fucking gimmick. Yes, yes. He had a good gimmick. Uh, then we had this song. Uh, the first of two, like, really, like, what? This one? Yep. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so this is a, a group called Partners in Crime. K-R-Y-M-E. Nice. And... Oh. They are indeed talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's from the TM Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles soundtrack. So there was the original live-action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie from, I believe, 1990. Yep. And uh, this is from the soundtrack, and this was one of the, the two big songs. There's this one, and, of course, there's Spin That Wheel, which is vastly superior. Vastly superior. We've talked about this before, um, but let's reiterate it again. Ninja Turtles soundtrack. I had the Leonardo uh, cassette tape. What did you have? Oh, God, I don't even know. I didn't know that there were different ones. Different colors, dude. Oh, fuck. I don't know which one Maybe I had. We didn't talk about it. I, was, I had Leonardo all the way. I would have probably uh, this had... Song is, um, this song is erroneous. Um, or the movie was um, not uh, forthright about it. But uh, they do say that Raphael is the leader of the group. He clearly is not. No, no, and he's not in the movie either. No, I mean, it, it's... Uh, there's there's a whole thing where it says that uh, a letter from Shredder had had Splinter abducted. I don't know what the hell happened there. What Shredder sent a letter? And I don't then it, know. Like made people abduct Splinter. Why did he send a letter? And who did he send a letter to? Um, the ninjas are into pepperoni and cheese, so they got that right. Except they don't. They like all sorts of weird shit on their pizza. I don't know. Yeah, here we go. They mug the people who needed proof that from out of the dark came an awesome sound. Shout a cowabunga as they hit the ground. That's this is hideous. It is bad. It's a terrible song. Uh, but then we have a great song. Rapid House. Yes. Uh, so this is Technotronic, aka High Tech 3, aka what? Ya Kid K? Yes. Uh, Technotronic, I believe that they this they generated some controversy in the early years, right? Because in the original video, isn't it a dude? I don't know. They had some issue where it was like a guy. It, it was the it was this person who's doing the uh, the ra- the singing slash rapping. But um, hold on here. Now I'm gonna go see if I can find some info on them on the Wiki. Well, that's what we got to do. Everybody listen to this while we find what we're looking for. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. Technotronic are Belgian, by the way. Yes. Uh, Let's see if I can find... Oh, okay. Here we go. Oh, yeah? You got it? So, um, the song... Okay. Vocalist Yakid K was initially overshadowed by Congolese model Feli, who appears lip-syncing in the music video, was featured on the first album cover as a marketing tactic. So there you go. And, um... So, yeah, so Yakike was ultimately recognized on a tour and a repackaged album cover was released. There you go. So that's the big that's the big controversy. Yakike born Manuela Barbara Camozzi Moasso Dejoi. So Yakike. <laughs> Yakike. Yeah, good job Yakike. There you go. And this there is you a go. Pump up the jam. It's a pretty fucking good song. Oh, and also, of course, a song that makes reference to Stumpin. Ah, uh, yes. Though I think it's stomping, but... <laughs> but but we, we called it stomping, of course. Uh, the Maestro made his way onto a second album. Yes, he did. Again, I prefer this one to uh, Let Your Backbone Slide. Mmm! A hot take, I know. That is a hot take. 
Hit, hit, hit him up on uh, an ad slip with five eyes to register your uh, disapproval. Well, he drops an F-bomb. And I didn't and he know. Says, let your backbone slide. <laughs> I didn't know, by the way, because I'd only heard this on this tape and on the music video. Yep. So then I bought the tape and I was listening to it and all of a sudden he says fuck it and I I was that was maybe the first F bomb I had on on uh on tape. I was amazed. Nice. Um what else that, do we have on is, this? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we also have uh this album ends off with nine one one is a joke by public enemy, not Duran Duran. No <laughs> one of the worst <laughs> covers of all time. Hey, do you do you have access to French Kiss? Uh yes, I think I do. Uh, I just have to okay. find it. Lil Louis French Kiss was on here, and you'll have to scrub. Let let it kick in if you can find it, and then then we got to scrub to the part because it's this is the weirdest fucking song I've ever heard on a on a rap tracks. Where should I scrub to? So it starts like this. I don't know. Go to how long is your clip? For that? It's an eight minute song. Okay, go to go to like the five minute mark. Let's see what happens. I guess this is kind of house too. All right. <laughs> That's French Kiss. I this guess was on rap tracks. This part was on rap tracks. Okay. Yeah, I... you should play this in the car with your parents. <laughs> oh Jesus! Fuck. Oh. oh fuck! All right. Anyway, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> we've been talking about coming a little too much tonight. <laughs> All right, rap tracks five, and I can't find the uh, I can't find. I'm trying to find evidence of this online, and I can't find it. You may have to Again, tell me. I, I, I'll, I'll go through it. So right. it starts off with a bang. Oops. With one of my favorite pop rap songs of all time, which is, of course, Third Base's Pop Goes the Weasel. Uh, which featured at the opening of a, of a, of a recent Mezzanine Let's Sleepover. Let's all sing Pop Goes the Weasel. Beauty. Uh, the big, the big uh, fucking uh, Pete sample. Yes. All right. This is uh, I. I quite enjoy this this tune. This was, I didn't have rap tracks five. I knew it was in existence, but by then I had moved on. You were like, uh, where's grunge tracks? No, I was still listening to rap, but I mean, I had derelicts of dialect. I didn't need to get rap tracks. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. The, this uh, this this track, of course, is a vanillaized diss track. Oh yeah. So, it features the video features Henry Rollins uh, playing Vanilla Ice. It's 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 uh it's check it out. It's a it's a fun watch. Now so now Vanilla Ice made its way onto this one, right? Yes, he did. Here we go. Well, we know all know what this is. What is this? Uh, Ice will be working it. <laughs> <laughs> Having a Roni. Having a Roni. <laughs> Yo, VIP. VIP is his DJ? Uh, no, the, the Vanilla no. Ice Posse. Oh, yeah, because his DJ is uh, DJ Dishay. DJ Dishay. The Vanilla Ice Posse. Uh, um, Vanilla Ice had the VIP, Vanilla Ice Posse, which is great in this song when he says, or, or play that funky music, he says, like, do this for the VIP Posse. And of course, there were so fucking... The Vanilla Ice Posse Posse. There were kids that got their eyebrows done like this jack-off. Uh, but yeah, uh, I had to the extreme. I got it for Christmas. Oh, I had it too. 
And uh, I was uh, the, the fucking rayon shirts, I'm telling you. <laughs> With all cool patterns. Fucking Vanilla Ice. Uh, is- um, vanilla Ice, who now, uh, you know, flips houses and has a, a good uh, business going. Uh, now, does this Terminator X song appear on uh, on Rap Tracks 5? Yes, it does. I just want to play this. Yeah. Baby, I'm sick of listening to the same old, same old. Give me some of that new shit. You know that shit I could fuck with. <laughs> Did they actually have the new shit on this album? Probably not. Pop that shit in and pump it up a thousand. Yeah! So, homie, don't play that. By Terminator X, the DJ of uh, Public Enemy. Uh, featured previously on a, on an episode of The Sleepover. I love how homie don't play that. Homie don't play that. Fuck. All right. What? Um, well, well, we don't have to play all of them. All. Let's see here. What, what What's good? Um, so we've got Conducting Thangs. We don't need more Maestro. Yeah. Um, it's got Mama Said Knock You Out by LL Cool J. It's got uh, Father MC, I'll Do For You, which is a surprisingly good song. Here's, uh, here's I'm Not Gonna Knock. Or Mama Said Knock You Out. Nice. It's a, this is a fucking great song. It is. You know, LL Cool J. boxing video. He's, awesome. fu- he's fucking haired. He's haired. All right. What else have we got? Uh, one of your favorites, Prey by MC Hammer. Oh, we played that on an early episode. And uh, we got a salt and pepper song. I couldn't place it if you played it for me. Um, Kish, I Rhyme the World in 80 Days. Another classic uh, Canadian rap dude. Yes. And then we hit that Terminator X song, and then it just goes off, and it's just, it's just bad. Fascinating rumor by Basomatic. More Redhead Kingpin in the FBI. Uh, we got BBD. I thought it was me, which is okay. And then it ends with uh, De La Soul's Ring, 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 Ha Ha Hey. Well, here, let me play this. Maybe we can, uh, we can wrap things up on this one. Yeah, sounds good. I have a story about this one. Okay, go. I think I probably told it before, but I did play this song on my parents' answering machine because I thought I was super funny. Not this part, but like when they get into the into the start of it. Oh yeah. So that's my story on on uh, ring 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 ha ha hey. <laughs> and this is the song that closed off rap tracks, and then at that point, Polly Tell, I guess, was like, you know what? We can't fucking squeeze any more money out of this. I'm wondering if Paul point around that time. I might they have weren't been. around for much longer, I don't think. No. Maybe maybe they put all their eggs into this basket and that was it. Who knows? I mean, these days, I guess what? Compilation albums still exist, right? Like they yeah. have the Now, This Is Music, and uh, in Canada, I think they still do Big Shiny Tunes and Much Dance, you know, Name the Year. But yep. really, really with the internet and Shuffle and all that shit, it's kind of out the window. But at the time... You know, these kind of albums, I mean, Polytel made a fucking killing. Oh, these are kind of albums over, you know, from the from the 70s, probably, you know, early 70s through the late mid 90s, late 90s, like gold mines. You could buy, where else could you buy an album that was just all songs you wanted to hear? Well, and keep in mind, like at the time, if you wanted these songs, you'd either have to buy an album, which let's be honest, a lot of the albums were shit with these songs on them. Oh yeah. Or you'd have to get a single, and singles, especially when they stopped, when they moved away from 45s, it was like, well, you're not gonna buy a tape. Like, if you're gonna buy a fucking tape with one song on it, you might as well just buy the album. Yep. So uh, yeah, you get these compilation albums, and it would be like, fuck, this is chocked full of hits. Oh yeah, I had Rock '88, Turn It Up, uh, they're the big hits '89. This is music one through eight. 
Oh yeah, all those now ones that you could get back in you know all like hundreds, eh? Yeah. Um, oh god, all those rock ones for year by year. My dad had Rock eighty two on vinyl, so good. Oh fuck fucking yeah, Jesse's Girl and fucking uh, Queen of Hearts, so good. <laughs> nice. Uh, so there it is. That's a, a, a little journey down the rap tracks memory lane. Oh yeah, it was. It wasn't bad. Not our best podcast, but you know, <laughs> it'll do. It'll fill in I the need week. To talk- terrible rap music uh we talked jets a little bit and uh had some fun along the way so. yeah so the pleasure was um, yours what's that the pleasure was all yours listeners yeah uh, it was uh, all, yeah we've got some goodness coming up though yes uh next week we're going to be doing a review of wrestlemania 3 because it is that time of year Oh, I know, eh? And, Getting excited. And then, I believe in the weeks after that, you have uh, started to compile a list. And, in fact, you've already done the work. We just have to talk about it now of yes. our our top – well, not our top. All the WrestleManias and how we rank them. We're ra- we rank the WrestleManias. Um, we definitely stand by our bottom few and our top few. The middle ones are, you know – but we're going to go through them all. Yes, and, we are. Uh, it was fun uh, getting it all together and seeing what ones we like best. And uh, we did not agree on number one. So we'll see what number one is after I put all the after I crunch all the numbers and do all the maths. So if you're out there and you really like wrestling and uh, want to talk to us for probably over two hours about it, then uh, hit one of us up at Mezzanine Sleepover is the handle for this show. And uh, yeah. I'm at Slip with Five Eyes or Slipe. At Megamix.com. Hit us up. We'll get you on the show. All you need to do is rank your WrestleManias 1 through 32. Yes. And we will sit down and we will talk about it going show by show. Yes. It's going to be awesome. Because that's what everybody wants to hear is us talking about wrestling fucking super extensively. It's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to talking about the shit WrestleManias. I'm looking to, to have a few disagreements on the good ones or the bad ones. It's going to be fantastic. So anyways, I guess that's it for this week. So uh, thanks, all you fucking nerds, for uh, wasting an hour and 15 minutes listening to this. And uh, we'll see you in a week, bros. See you in a week. Go! Right, go! Go!